Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise and the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. I'm Ron Baker, and I'm here at Scaling New Heights 2022 in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And I'm honored to be joined by my friend, Louis Prosperi. Louis, how you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, it's thanks to COVID, I haven't been able to see you that often. Um, so I'm really excited to finally connect with you face to face it's been like four or five years oh yeah and uh, zoom just doesn't do it okay louis so we have to tell the backstory <laughs> okay i met you when you were president uh or ceo sorry yeah, ceo okay. of ipbc which i know has changed its name yeah. uh and you brought me up and we did value price i taught value pricing yes. kind of blew people away yes you did a lot of lot of uh clatter about it and we sat in a bar afterwards with a few people and, and somebody said gordon holly yes. gordon holly said to me so you come to these conferences you show up you throw up and then you leave who the heck implements <laughs> that's right that's and right. that's, that's when we came up with the project of black swan black program. swan program and it was on a napkin it literally was on a napkin it was and uh, within within 24 hours, we had a program ready to go, the initial program. And we even announced it at that conference Correct. that people could fill out an application and be selected. And right, and and it was it was an amazing setup because it it actually, to, in my my view, it launched value pricing in the bookkeeping world because uh, when we finally took what I call the Ron Baker value pricing headache, you know, um, and we took it to the point where it was implemented and how successful it was. And we did it for, I think, four years or five years. Four or five years, yeah. Straight through. Uh, the results were amazing, and it changed everything. And honestly, let's be honest, uh, the level, the amount of mentors that came out of that that yes. then duplicated and started training others in it uh, ballooned. And yeah. I think even... There, some it, of them are here. Tanya, uh, Jennifer Baldick, uh there's, there's a whole slew of them. Right. And and I, I believe that it started from there. Yeah. No, you're right. The Nexus was Canada. I found the Canadians to be very innovative, and they just embraced this idea. Well, and let's let's give credit where credit's due. You were also a great mentor because I was, even though I, I helped design the program, you were the mentor and the trainer for all these people. And how you managed to get them to excel and get confidence in themselves uh, there's a lot of credit to you on that one. Well, that's that's a lot of fun to do that because that really changes people's uh, yeah pricing was, power when they feel finally that they're worth it. Yeah, and and uh, what we just what we when we've had our conversations in the past, Ron, the thing that we noticed the most was the confidence issue. Once the the confidence of self worth and value pricing, if you use it and do it effectively and, and actually it do, it does make you understand your value better. It really does. So now, Louie, we're going to blow it all up, and in, in comes the subscription business model, which still has some tenets of value pricing. There's still some foundational principles that apply. Right. There's still some strategies you can deploy, mm -hmm. but it is a different profit formula. So I know you've been studying this. You've read Teenzo's Subscribe. Yeah. Automatic customer. Automatic customer. And How do you see this playing out in the bookkeeping realm? Well, i got to be honest with you. The... The number one issue in professional firms, bookkeeping firms, and even accounting firms is, is scope creep. We all know that, right? Yep. And value pricing was a, an effective way to deal with scope creep because scope and outcome was defined and customer satisfaction. But the subscription model eliminates scope creep. Yep. If you do it right, 
There is no such thing as scope creep. And uh, the, the reward on the consumer side is great because they get everything they expect. There is no gap if it's done properly. The, the question is, how do we take it from 30,000 feet right down to the floor level? And it's doable, and I know, and that's the fascinating part of it. I think subscription model-based, particularly for bookkeeping services, is, is going to be more uh, breakthrough than, than value pricing ever was. Yeah, and I see the bookkeepers being able to do this the fastest yes. because they already have a better relationship with their customers than do the CPAs. Well, that's an interesting concept because the, the, the thing about uh, bookkeeping is the hardest thing is volume control, right? How many transactions, how many accounts, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's been the biggest issue now with subscription modeling when they look at the portfolio they just look at total capacity issues. It's, it's not relevant whether this one customer has five bank accounts or three bank accounts. The end result is they want to get reliable, accurate data. So if you design the model where you focus on portfolio capacity, it solves a lot of these issues where you're trying to manage individual components. Right. And now that we're compare, we're not trying to compute a gross margin on a job or Correct. an hourly rate, or did we make money on this job? We're looking at the portfolio, but we're also looking at everything in terms of and comparing it to customer lifetime value. Right. Well, the the metrics and, and uh, is totally different, right? The the metrics that you're going to determine success is we don't use those. We're not going to use the the traditional ones, which is hourly rate of return on top revenue, uh, production over. Uh, admin functions, you know, WIP, all sorts of stuff that we've incorporated into what I would call hourly tracking or input uh, metrics go out the door if you're going to go subscription model. They, they don't even work. Right. And what's interesting, the lifetime, the, the, what did you call it? Lifetime value. Yeah, lifetime value. That is actually a better market or a better indicator because professional bookkeepers and accountants when they get a customer, it's not a one-year customer. Right. It's a lifetime, lifetime customer. And I really like that because on the valuation side, now now for selling and determining value of a, of a, of a accounting or bookkeeping business becomes more realistic because really it's the lifetime value of that customer component that be becomes relevant. And how do you see the pricing power? Do you see subscription model giving you better pricing powers? It's more like a concierge type service that you can charge premium prices. Like we're sitting next to Disney World, right. and they charge a lot more than some of the competing parks around here. Well, you can do, I think, both. If you want to cater, let's say, the startup or the small micro-account companies where uh, they basically don't need a, a C-suite or a, a full suite of services, then you can cater to the under 100000 or $200,000 business owner. And that would be probably the, the $100, $200 a month, and it includes all the compliance and stuff, right? Right. So, and then if you want to cater to the, to the organizations that literally want to uh, have a professional bookkeeper function, right, and they would do the analysis and reporting in-house, or it would go to a, an accountant and he would do the, that would be another area. And then the top one is what I would call, I call it C-suite, which means uh, replacing the accounting department. Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. now what you've done is you've 
you fixed it up so that it, it allows you to 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 basically outsource your entire department and reallocate your resources elsewhere. So yes, it depends where you want, but the key thing is you got to pick and choose. You can't do all three. Right. You've got you've got to really niche down. I right. think this model kind of forces that at some point. You, it's easier to keep things on the rails when you're dealing with just one type of business. So, Ron, I've got a question for you. I've been preaching value pricing since we met, and uh, I've, I've put it into my practice. I've put it into all of my consulting, and I've always put in the option stuff. Now, I'm looking at subscription-based modeling, and when I look at, like, for example, Netflix and some of the other ones, this multi-tiered pricing model seems to be it seems to complicate subscription pricing. What do you think on that? I, I, I think that's still an open question. I got a lot of questions in my sessions the last few days about can we still offer three tiers? And the problem with it, Louis, is those three tiers shouldn't be about stacking services. Right. You know, we're trying to move away from that and trying to think more like covered, not covered. And... I, I think that's going to be a real hard thing in this model for people not to equate the services with the value. I think there's other things bookkeepers and accountants can do to say to say maybe give two options, and then the top option you not you not only get your tax and bookkeeping needs net uh, needs met, but you at the top option level you're a member of our CFO right. roundtable. You're a member of our book of the quarter club, or what you know you you can have access to our digital library. You uh, available maybe for a mentor program, but it doesn't have to be selling our hands. Right. It can be leveraging our intellectual capital. We've got to get away from thinking that if we pile services brick by brick by brick, we're adding more value. Sometimes I think we should take away services. Well, and and again, uh, blowing up the value pricing, it makes sense that you're doing that since you're the the founder of value pricing. And now you're blowing up with subscription modeling, but you're absolutely right. Uh, subscription modeling allows you to focus on, and this is something that I that that dawned on me li listening to you, was the the way professional accounts and bookkeepers develop their practice is relationship building with their customer base, right? Yeah. Subscription modeling is uniquely designed as a business model based on relationships, not services, right? Right. So it is ideally designed for knowledge-based services and and I, I know I know you're kicking yourself why didn't you think of this sooner the point is it wasn't we won't we would never have been ready for it until value pricing became much more mainstream without okay, that so I don't think it would have been there okay so let me ask you this because I wrote about this in my upcoming book times up and I get a lot of questions about I'm still hourly billing can I leapfrog over value pricing and go into subscription what's Louis say I won't tell you what I say, but I want to hear what you say. So, how do I put it? This is an interesting question because anybody that's still doing hourly billing, in my opinion, um, should have already moved to value pricing and True. recognized the value there, right? So, as long as they're able to abandon the hourly billing completely and jump in, right. I think they can go straight into subscription modeling, in my view, because... Uh, their business model is relationship building. So if they can r eliminate the one-off or, or customer-to-customer focus and, and change it to portfolio, 
right? Which means they have to get rid of the, right. not only do they have to get rid of the hourly billing, they have to get rid of the hourly tracking and yep. the, the metrics. So when you're already in value pricing, I think you've already done a valuation on understanding that outcomes are more important, that value is subjective and is contextual. So you've already got a framework. I just think that, yes, you can jump. I just think that if you, I think rather than taking that big of a leap, I would prefer you to go into value-based, understand value, then go to subscription, because uh, my consulting with relationship to bookkeepers and accountants in the past, um, since I left nonprofits, has indicated that the the understanding of value. Uh, I don't know how many times I've heard people say to me, we do fixed price and value price. And then when, right, I, right. when I go in and, and do a detail, all it is is uh, the back end is hourly. Estimated hours. And then a fixed fee based on that. And, and right. there is no external valuation component. Right. So tech, technically, yes, you could do it. Would I advise it? Probably not. Okay, let me let me push back. I, I I do advise it. I do think you can make the leap. And part of my logic is we know how difficult the mind shift change is from hourly to value, right? You've got to wrap your mind around new things, new metrics, and all of that. You still have to do that with subscription. You still have to understand value and con- context of pricing and all of that. But I don't want to make them have to change their mind twice. I just want to make them change their mind once. And I think you can leapfrog. Well, again, I, like I said to you, I think there is a possibility of it. I'm just not as confident as you that they can do the jump because it's a bigger jump in my, in my view. Because not only do they have to get rid of the, val- the, the, the pricing, the hourly pricing model, they have to get rid of the tracking. Their metrics has to change. Also, too... They no longer look at the individual customer. Do you know that the hardest thing I have is when I'm and I'm doing menu-based uh, pricing for tax for tax practices where they have 1,000, 2,000 tax returns to do, and they're still looking at well, what happens if I do 12 hours here and only three hours here? It doesn't matter, I right? Know. Right, right. So certainly from a cash perspective, it doesn't matter. You're paying the people anyway, right. no matter what they're doing. So what I'm trying to say to you is that you're absolutely right. Technically, it would be great to the leapfrog, and a certain subsection of those hourly people, if they have the right strength and, and, and fortitude, I would recommend it too. But anybody that, until they get out of the individual customer, because that's the biggest issue with subscription, and, and value pricing still allows you to do individual to right. some extent. Right, right. It's the individual versus portfolio, I think, is the biggest challenge. Right. I guess I guess when I'm thinking about it is uh, moving them to value pricing is pretty difficult, and now I've got to change their mind again on some of these key things. They're already going to have to have different KPIs and get rid of time and all of that. Think portfolio, and maybe I can just change their mind once and bring them all the way. And you will be able to, but it's going to be a subset of those people. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, I think that's we're, fair. We're agreeing on that. Right, right. I'm just thinking. Uh, when we when we look at the whole group, and when someone that hourly person gives you that question, I think we have to preference and, and quiz them on whether they have the fortitude to do that sure. big jump or whether they need a baby step. Well, I'll tell you one one argument in the favor of the big jump is I think subscription is a more intuitive model than is value pricing. Again, uh, I agree. Like like honestly, if if we if we were able to go back in time and skip value and go right into subscription, I think both of us would have been happier. But 
what's what what I find is is that bookkeepers and accountants are detailed oriented, and when we talk about subscription, the details don't matter right as much right right right. So you're everything you've said. I, I, there's no dis- disagreement at all. I'm just thinking that the, the mindset has to go away from detail. Sure. And their nature is is in that area. So, it is. And, and you're, you, you used to be a cost accountant. You were actually very detailed as a cost accountant. Yeah, I repent right? every day. Right. So how are you going to help us do this, Louie? What, what, what's your next, what, what's the next thing you're working on? I know you talked a little bit about it with Ed, but well, tell me. Well, honestly, Ron, we talked about this about four, three or four years ago on a conversation when I left uh, nonprofits. And I said, the next big thing that I think is going to be subscription-based and you were very quiet, you know, uh-huh, which because you were already working on it. So that was pretty cool. And now that when I, we reconnected recently, you, you're bringing up your book and stuff. And I said, look, Ron, I, I would love to work with you to build the next Black Swan for subscription-based modeling. And the bookkeeping community is where we should do it. And that's what I see right now with the Successful Bookkeeper podcast or community that we're building is this is a great opportunity for us to bring in now right now the successful podcast or bookkeeper community is about 16,000 members mm-hmm. right and we want to grow it much more significantly but one of the things that we're uh, our focus is bringing technology and advances to to the to this group and let's let's bring subscription modeling to that and I think my future over the next 12 months is to start putting that as one of the concepts or one of the components of the training modules for people who want to go there. I mean, we know that on the curve, there's the early adopters, there's the things. So there's going to be early adopters that are going to want to do this. And we here at the Successful Bookkeeper, we're going to make that as an option. Awesome. Well, Louie, thank you very much for showing up and doing this interview. It's been a blast. Oh, this is great. It brings back old memories, Rana. It's a, I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.